Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Let me go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into episode 46 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Uh, much love and respect to everybody who listened to uh, last week's episode. I was going to do a couple episodes that week during my little uh, bum ass staycation, uh, but I wanted to wait and see what was going on um, as far as with Sunday night football and Monday night football. You know, see if any other players was gonna you know stand with or i should say kneel with uh uh kaepernick and uh, a few of them did so we'll talk about that a little bit later uh first things first on that summer jam screen uh, we're going to talk about uh, the the murder of uh darren seals and if you don't know who darren seals is he's an activist um that was uh he was an activist from the st louis area ferguson area um who was actually credited was being one of the first people to expose the uh, Black Lives Matter movement as nothing but, you know, let me get a couple of dollars and some shine. Um, he was talking about that some activists were coming down there uh, just basically sitting in their cars, uh, tweeting, you know, about what was happening and things like that, and doing photo ops and shit like that. And he was talking about how somebody else was funding the movement and, you know, the dangers of you know somebody funding the movement is that they can actually ultimately control the movement so this brother was shot and killed um but what was odd about it he i believe he was the fifth or sixth person in that area in the past few years to be killed you know in their car and then have their vehicle set on fire and what makes it even more dangerous is he just tweeted out a few days ago or a few weeks ago uh, prior to his death is that him and his little brother was you know stopped by about uh 10 detectives and you know they pretty much hit him with a warning telling him you know he better you know uh choose wisely something of that sort and uh you know then a few weeks later this brother turns up dead so it's very dangerous um you know being an activist and being somebody who's who, who sees through bullshit and who has a bunch of people on your side it's very dangerous um you're very you're a danger to the establishment and you're a danger to uh you know other people doing similar work like that who have been co-opted so you know may that brother rest in peace um it's a very sad situation but that was a hit and what was even more fucked up about this situation was you know people were tweeting uh tweeting out pictures and posting on facebook um the scene the crime scene and the door of the car was still there shell casings all over none of the shit was roped off so the police aren't going to solve this murder they aren't they don't give a damn because he was anti-establishment um you know he was all about the people and it, it's it's tough it's a tough thing to digest when you won't write for your people but then you end up murdered you know so it, it's a warning to other people in the grassroots or who who have a who has a uh, grassroots following and uh, who are for the people but keep fighting a good fight because more people are just waking up and uh like i said before may that brother rest in peace it's it's tough you know to see that when somebody's trying to do the right thing and you know they're murdered so may that brother rest in peace um hopefully his sister can continue to fight the good fight and uh those who you know love and respect him you know continue his vision of you know uplifting the people over there so um i think the theme of today's show is going to be talking about the uh the white uh moderate you know that white person is pretty much on the fence about everything uh we've been seeing this a lot especially with uh colin kaepernick uh you know with his protest you know for uh police brutality and you know when everybody treated equally 
you know uh, everybody's constitutional rights being respected um, we you know more people he, he you know he kneeled in last night's game um, some uh, brother kneeled with him I forgot his teammate um, you had some players you know still standing but they threw up the fist I feel like they're tiptoeing on the line you know they don't know where to go um, they don't want to make uh, you know white folks too mad but they still want to kind of show solidarity uh, you, you, you're still doing something um, and then you had uh, I think it was the Miami Dolphins a few of those players kneeled on Sunday and uh, Kate Upton uh, the box tip honey from uh, you know with them big titties uh, that was on the cover of Sports Illustrated and she ain't done shit else since uh, she was basically speaking on how she's disgusted by it and things of that sorts and she understands their protest but this is the wrong time to do it uh, and it was during the, the 9-11 whatever and um, from my understanding some players did stand during the, the 9-11 tribute a lot of players did do that but then once they got done with the two-minute tribute and the national anthem play that's when players kneeled and uh, this woman has never spoke about um, you know the injustices that people of color and black folks in particular have faced um, you know we saw her uh, back when she was popping we seen her dancing to black songs and shit like that cutting a jig and you know niggas was eating it up um, but in this situation she you know if you're not speaking on the struggles and strife that the people the black people are facing you know how can you be critical of it but that again that's the white moderate that's the, the the white person that's just you know on the fence and they are people who know something is going on but they feel like you know it's a quiet suffering that's the best you know just suffering peace so the whole world can have peace and they always feel that there isn't a correct time to protest and things of that sort. They, they keep thinking that, you know, there will be a time. They don't know when, but now is not the time. You know, don't bring, don't pull that shit. Don't bring it up to my face and things of that sort. That's, that's what a white moderate is. And, um, you know, and then you had your man, Michael Rappaport, who's always in a Spike Lee movie, who's always cutting it up, you know, um, you know, um, on some old you know he always plays a bigot or a racist in some black movie or some shit like that and you know it, it started to seep out he was talking about he's going to drop players from his fantasy team if they're kneel and it's disrespectful and all this other shit and then he was you know trying to come back with these little cute gifs or gifs and memes and videos to uh, black folks who was coming at him and you know fuck them you know fuck kate upton fuck michael rapaport you know it's you know black folks we really have to stop um what, what am i looking for we really have to just stop just getting so angry at these white folks and feel like they bet they betrayed you you know it's just you know it's the and we do the same thing when a nigga with money says some dumb ass shit like Lil Wayne was saying today on a Skip Bayless show with uh, Shannon Sharp he was talking about this race racism doesn't exist all this other nonsense Lil Wayne has a shit ton of money you don't ever ask a person of color with a shit ton of money does racism still exist because it doesn't for them you know white people love a nigga who gonna spend their all of their fucking money who's gonna spend thousands of dollars at this store hundreds of thousands of dollars on this car at this white establishment so you know uh, it's like Charizard Ali, Charizard Ali said she said that you know um you know money makes uh, racism you know the sting of racism hurt a little bit less you know and so you know, as long as these niggas keep getting this check cutting in, they ain't, gonna, they ain't gonna say shit about the establishment. And Lil Wayne comes from one of the poorest communities in the United States. You know, coming from Louisiana, coming from New Orleans. You know, so it's, you know, Lil Wayne is, you know, he, you know, drugged up, doped up. You know, he's a uh, lovesick from Birdman. Um, you know, don't don't stop asking these niggas with money, you know, uh, how do they feel about the current situation that was going on? You know, ask that ask that brother or that sister who's working at nine to five and who's clocking in them extra 12, 13 hours a week of overtime if, if uh, racism still exists. You know, ask somebody real. 
you know you got very few people that are real who have money <coughs> excuse me like jay and beyonce they definitely put their money where their mouth is they're starting to you know um show it in their music um reflect the times and that's what all great artists do there's some football players there's some basketball players you know but there's too many coons with cash there's too many of them out there you know and um so with the situation with kate upton and uh michael Rappaport, it just breaks down to you know just suffer peacefully and you know we'll figure out something later on down the line and not may not be in your lifetime but how things are right now it's good enough and that's the thought process and a lot of these people these uh these moderates they like to bullshit and politic and um also like to uh throw up throw out dr king you know they they love to throw out dr king quotes especially when black folks get too fucking rowdy or some shit like that but you have to remember there was a in uh the letter from birmingham and i'll read this for for verbatim the dangers of the white moderate so and this is from dr king white moderates love to quote dr king when black folks get too rowdy and we need to be you know arm in arms and we shall overcome and all this they always like to you know um uh, quote his most famous speech i have a dream you know they love to quote that they never like to talk about when he was speaking on the poor people's campaign talking about reparations and things of that sort and uh, the white moderate never wants to talk about this so this is an excerpt from the the letter of uh of, from birmingham from the birmingham jail he said first i must confess that over the last few years i have been gravely disappointed with the white moderate i have almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's great uh, stumbling block in the stride toward freedom is not the white citizen's counselor or the Ku Klux Klanner, uh, but the white moderate who is more devoted to order than to justice, who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension, to a positive peace, which is the presence of justice, who constantly says, I agree with you in the goal you seek, but I can't agree with your met- methods of direct action who uh, paternalistically feels he can set the timetable for another man's freedom who lives by the myth of time and who constantly advises the negro to wait until a more convenient season shallow understanding from people of goodwill is more frustrating than absolute misunderstanding from people excuse me of ill will lukewarm acceptance is much more bewildering than outright rejection and that's what's going that's what we're seeing right now the same uh white moderates who are up in arms about people kneeling during the the um the uh the uh, national anthem you know they're like we know some shit is going on but that ain't this ain't the time to be protesting well well, when is the perfect time they will not give you a timetable it's just like when we have protests in the city and this is one of the reasons i stopped uh the last one we had was out there on 120th and center and it was very controlled you had uh you had swat team members all over and then pretty much they went and got a permit whoever was running the protest they had they got a fucking permit and then they were like we're only going to do it from this time to this time and it's like you're protesting against an establishment but you're asking the establishment to protest you're getting permission from the establishment it is some bullshit you know so that is it's very dangerous with the white moderate you know a lot of us work with these people a lot of the, you know a lot of times they'll come up to you asking how do you feel about these situations trying to see what side of the fence you're on and that's when you just go back to work subject you know hey adrian how do you feel about black lives matter um i gotta finish getting my work done you know this isn't a work conversation i would like to have you know and even with a response like that they'll still go to hr and be like uh you know adrian is a uh, he, he he's not talkative you know he doesn't want to he doesn't want to talk to me i think he's angry at me about something and that's when you get the call into the office and then you know is everything going all right at home with you blah 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 and shit like that because they want to gauge you and see where you're at they don't want you too woke at the plantation you know what i'm saying but still you know don't engage in those bullshit ass conversations with these people and then i, I spoke about it in last week's episode um about you know 
the five white people not to trust and the, the last one i told y'all not to trust was that riff raff you know marky mark and the funky bunch ass nigga the yo 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 you know who's just a white coon well uh america's favorite white coon kid rock you know is uh you know he he yelled out fuck colin kaepernick you know at one of his concerts which is very ironic because in these past few years kid rock has been turning into uh, ted nugent jr you know uh flying the confederate flag and it's very ironic that you say fuck kaepernick but you go around constantly flying this confederate flag that basically represents racism and represents the south you know trying to break away from the rest of the united states so it's a still a slap in the face to that good old red white and blue but then begin but then that shows your white privilege you know that shows that you can be that willingly ignorant and still have thousands of people maybe even millions of people support what you're doing um it's just very ironic and then you look at old pictures of kid rock kid rock thought he was the the hottest white rapper there was you know he even had a fade uh you know spiked his hair all the way up top to try to make it look like kid from kid and play um but now you look how he grows and that's the same thing that's going to happen um and i talked about this before with hipsters and things like that they'll come around you slumming it up you know partying and shit like that and then you know once the once they start having kids they're not coming around as often you know they start they start getting indoctrined into white supremacy they start practicing it more and more you know so that friend you got now for all my early 20 somethings that you think is cooling down wait till they start having kids and you know start laying the foundation then they're gonna fall right in line with white supremacy and a lot of those people you know was out there picketing and protesting with you so that's just something to keep in mind and that's why i always say you do not trust you know the motherfuckers that come around here with that yo 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 you know what's up my man and all this other shit and using slang from the 90s you don't ever trust them and another example of that is you know uh you look at amber rose even though she's cape verdean you know which is an island off the coast of africa you know she claims that she's not black um there was an issue that happened with uh you know her and wiz uh, you know, Wiz was tweeting out, you know, I'm not going to be your rebound, you know, after you didn't had a threesome and all this other shit. And then, you know, she started screaming about, you know, feminism and all this other shit. And I feel like, you know, Amber Rose got being a hoe and feminism mixed up. You know what I'm saying? Slut shaming and all this with being a hoe. You know, she out here, you know, she out here trying to be a loose nigga, but she's out here looking like a hoe. And she up here trying to disguise it as feminism. You know, there's nothing wrong with being sexually free and things of that sort. Um, but you're giving off a very dangerous message, giving off a very dangerous message. You know, you're teaching these young girls how to be hoes and shit like that and telling them that they can sleep around and all this. It's your body. It's your choice. And it is. But, you know, these young girls can't be out here laying down with every nigga because uh, some of these niggas got hot Cheeto dicks. You know what I'm saying? They're going to fuck around and get burned or fuck around and get pregnant and be a single mom. But they up here because they wanted to be like Amber Rose and doing the slut shame walk and shit like that but it's all good when amber rose comes around you know black folks twerking and all this other shit and shaking her ass cheeks and spreading her pussy lips open but then when she get around white folks she's all about this empowerment this woman's empowerment so it's good to come around it's cool to come around black folks slumming it up and shit like that and we know some people like that everybody every black person knows some white person especially if you grew up in the hood that you know comes down to slum it up with you on the weekends and then go back to doing their their thing and practicing white supremacy you know monday through friday or i should say sunday through thursday so you know you really have to peep game and you really have to i'm not saying that you cannot have you know white friends or things like that it's just be careful of who you trust you know because a lot of black folks y'all feelings get hurt when y'all out here you know thinking you got a white friend and then y'all start getting a little bit older and shit like that and they start practicing white supremacy or they start having white supremacist views and you're like yo what the fuck happened but you know stop getting so butthurt life is chess it's never checkers okay so that's really all i have to say about um that issue and what's going on and the dangers of the white moderate and you know black folks really have to stop getting so butt hurt you know with these online white trolls you know uh, I, I see black folks 
will be on a news article section or in a, a, the local news section and if it's a black crime you know a black on black crime or some shit like that you know where the perpetrator and the victim is black you know they gonna lead them comment sections up but if it's a it's a white mom who who got arrested for selling meth or something the comment section is disabled and you know why that is but you know going back to like if it's a black crime you know uh white folks will be up there you know this is why the white man is superior to the black man and this is why they need to all be locked up slavery wasn't that bad and you know niggas would eat it up black folks would be up there arguing tooth and nail you know click clacking on their keyboards arguing with these folks and some of these folks this is all that they have to live for is being a troll and black folks we really have to stop you know um we really have to stop you know entertaining that because that's that's just another tactic of a troll or a white supremacist is to waste your time and energy and you up here going through typing out full uh fucking you know five six paragraphs trying to explain yourself they know this shit they know it they're just trolling they're bored most of the times they're either sitting up at home you know they work from home or they're sitting up in some bullshit ass shack getting you know some ebt or some fucking welfare or some child support sitting up not doing a goddamn thing or sitting up on disability and you know they got their little internet connection going on and that's all they do all fucking day because they don't have shit else to do you know it's or they got a day off from their job and they got time or they got or they had a fucking call center you know and um between calls just sitting up switching through screens talking shit all fucking day that's what they do and it's just another time wasting tactic and by the time that you're done and you give up on it you're just like fuck i'm tired instead of being out there you know actually practicing you know what you preach and actually helping your fellow brother or sister out here in these streets you know so just stop stop entertaining these white folks online just stop it just stop it i mean some of y'all get so mad that y'all want to fight these people and they've succeeded in their job you know so usually you do what i do one response block them that's it um there's a there there was uh i remember i was tweeting about the rnc and uh a guy came in my mentions talking about i was a or still on a democratic slave plantation i was just like nope i'm actually an independent thank you block mute that's all you gotta do you know what i'm saying you ain't gotta go into and explain it that you i could have went into a whole thing about you think i'm a slave and blah 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 and all this other stuff nope i'm this boom thank you have a great day or don't even respond just block them you know so that's what it boils down to uh, and i think that's what happened with um you know uh, leslie jones you know she got you know kind of wrapped up in that matrix but she got stuck in something where there was a guy with a bunch of followers a, a, a racist gay white man with a whole bunch of followers you know who sent his minions to attack her and you know they were just coming by the droves and when it gets to that point sometimes you just need to log out and chill but she did the right thing you know pretty much um going to the founders of twitter like hey you need to block this account it's pretty much internet bullying things of that sort but yeah but a lot of times you'll get one or two of them you know they don't and the thing about it is a lot of these white folks they don't even have their real picture in their abbey you know and i i don't know what it is but some of the most racist folks uh on twitter some of the extreme white extremists have fucking um they have fucking uh anime avatars you know from like a a, 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 a japanimation show or something it's the oddest shit ever so you see that and then you know what that group has actually morphed into is what we see as the alt writers you know so pretty much all they are, are internet trolls that's all they are pretty much just losers who either you know live working a bullshit ass job with a, a person of color or a woman supervisor so they hate women they hate people of color or they uh still their you know late 20s early 30s in their mama basement you know up here bitching about a high c and uh totino's pizza rolls while they're online you know with a full charge battery just trolling trolling every website they can go to just trolling you know so you know black folks really have to stop taking the time and energy you know out of them 
you know giving their energy to these internet trolls so that's pretty much all i gotta say as far as the the summer jam screen um as far as that that portion goes on but um going back you know to colin kaepernick and for the other brothers who's standing and fighting with him you know we appreciate you bringing uh social justice you know to the forefront these injustices bringing them to the forefront and uh you know just much love and respect to y'all you know because the only thing that black folks want is we want our constitutional rights you know that's what we want we want it to be we want to be treated equally that's all we want we want the system to work how it says it's supposed to work on paper that's all we want don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks all right so moving on to selling hope like dope uh we gotta do uh, wells fargo um if you guys been up under a rock uh wells fargo basically uh they fired over uh 5300 employees for over the past couple years it's just now coming out uh, for setting up ghost or dummy accounts to meet sales incentives and uh you know to get bonuses uh so you put your trust in this bank and they start opening up you know ghost and dummy accounts uh for uh customers and you know how much money you gotta have to have a ghost account opened up for you and you don't you know even pay attention to the to your money and shit like that is it's the oddest shit ever but they i think they only hit high dollar um customers and uh you know so if you got a wells fargo account you know you know go ahead and uh maybe close that transfer your money to a different bank uh we know those employees were fired but still that's just kind of fucked up and it's ruining people's trust i'm telling you uh you know after that 2008 fiasco you know with uh happening on wall street and all the big banks and bankers you know doing all this criminal shit with our money you know i know a lot of folks you know they they moved to stop having so many checking accounts and you know savings accounts they had like one savings account and the rest you know a lot of times they just deal with hand-to-hand money so that might be the wave you know uh, especially with this coming out uh it's pretty fucked up i think over two million accounts were created you know using this scam so you know wells fargo was out here selling hope like dope and then also uh we're gonna have to put the uh, Adidas Yeezy Boost uh, cleats on here for selling hope like dope. Uh, it's a lot of hype going around with these cleats. I know Von Miller was the first to uh, post a picture. I think he had the 750s uh, cleats. And uh, these aren't a performance shoe, they're a lifestyle shoe. So I, I'm trying to figure out. Um, what's the deal because i mean the 750s are a performance shoe i know the uh, 350s can be used as a running shoe uh so you got a few athletes who are going to be wearing these i know they're going to be taped up nicely but still uh, this is it's a little bit odd and i say it's selling hope like dope because uh they're going to release uh they're going to release to the public and you know niggas I know some niggas gonna be out here click clacking on the pavement in some skinny jeans and a ripped t-shirt and some fucking cleats. I know niggas and I'm and I don't mean just black folks, I mean white hype beast too. You white niggas gonna be out here too, trying to be wavy, and you're gonna be out here slipping on your ass on the pavement and you, your ankles gonna be broken, swole up, looking like a busted pack of hamburger meat. Cause you out here trying to be cool in some Yeezy Boost cleats. I know you niggas, y'all need to chill because y'all niggas got hype once the um, the baby Yeezy Boost dropped. You niggas, some of you niggas ain't even got kids, ain't got nieces or nephews, and you bought a couple pairs. So it's going to be funny to see the first nigga, you know, walking down the street in a pair of fucking cleats. Like, my, my guy, my guy, you just trying to die today. Like, can you, like, the nigga's knees is going to be killing him. His knees, his ankles, his hips going to be killing him because he out here trying to be cute in a beat up ass, uh, I feel like Pablo t-shirt and some distressed skinny jeans and some cleats walking down the street trying to holler at some hoes. So, yeah, it's just selling hope like dope. And hopefully nobody really you know if you do get it for you know athletic purposes please please tape your ankles up please tape them up because i mean nick young already warned you about hooping in some yeezy boost so 
This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, Hey yo my guy, my hands are full, give me a hand here, can you hold this L? Alright, so holding the L this week, I was gonna have the the little creep that was uh, jerking off uh, at Millard North uh, hold this L, well he gotta hold it anyway, but he got caught. Uh, if you don't know, last week, um, out in the Millards area, which is uh, southwest Omaha, that's all it is, um, there was a guy in a pickup truck uh, was asking little girls, uh, high school girls, for directions. And when they would come up to the truck, he would be in there with his dick out, jacking off. Um, they caught him the same day, which is great. But the motherfucker did it, like, multiple times. And then he would drive off and he'd go back and do it. That You, you, you need some help, my guy. But, um, so CenturyLink. CenturyLink will have to hold this L. Um, they dropped their, uh, they dropped Brandon Marshall as a sponsor. Uh, Brandon Mar- Marshall kneeled during Thursday's game during the uh, the national anthem to uh, show solidarity with Kaepernick and to bring light to the social injustices that Black folks are facing with b- police brutality and s- systemic uh, racism. Uh, so they decided to uh, drop him in a very uh, passive aggressive way. So let me read the full statement to you guys. Give me just one moment here. Uh, it says, we completely respect Brandon Marshall's personal decision and right to take an action to support something in which he strongly believes. It's, it's a fact, but okay. America is anchored in the right of individuals to express their beliefs. While we acknowledge Brandon's right, we also believe that whatever issues we face, we also occasionally must stand together to show our allegiance to our common bond as a nation. So it's pretty much nigga we got you a check you better do right by these white folks that's pretty much what it is suffering peace like these white moderates want you know and go back to what i said to doc about the letter that dr king wrote from the jail okay all right so um in our view the national anthem is one of those moments uh, for this reason while we wish brandon the best this season we are politely terminating our agreement with him so CenturyLink can eat a dick so basically they got this bum ass speed and internet that they're charging people like $80 a month for for like 10 megs there's no gig there's not a gig of speed nothing 10 fucking megs uh just a bum ass speed you know the wind blows the wrong way your cable don't work and you know if it rains outside your internet's gonna freeze up i don't even know how people stream on that fucking shit but in Omaha, we have the CenturyLink Arena, um, and you know I will not be stepping foot in that arena. I don't care if you know Hove and Nas come and do a joint concert in Omaha. I will not be doing anything there. I will, they will not get a fucking penny from me at all. Um, I don't have their service, their cable or internet service. But if I did, I would switch to Cox Cable right away. Um, it's 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 despicable it's disgusting it's despicable and they're telling you right up front where they stand they gonna stand with all these white folks you know who was shitting on brandon marshall and it's like they they think that it's they think it's a game they think it's something where uh people actually need them but you know in every city there's at least two cable providers two internet providers or even more in major cities so you're playing a very fucked up game. I'm happy to see black folks are got the hashtag rolling boycott century link. Uh, we should keep it going. People are dropping their service. They're switching over to Comcast, Cox Cable, um, Time Warner, whatever is in the city that they're at. Please switch. Um, we really have to show solidarity with our dollars. And we need to get on the same fucking page. That's what we need to do because everybody else will fucking fall in line. So this is really a first test for us. And I'll give you an example about a minority group falling in line. You'll look at um, you look at the the uh, LGBT uh, Q community. They got their dollars in order. They're, they got their um, their um, their celebrities in order in line. Um, we need to do the same thing, but they did it. Um, in North Carolina, uh, you know, they passed an anti-LGBT uh, HB2 law, you know, discriminating against uh, gays, lesbians, bisexuals, transgenders, and queers. 
and basically because of that and because of how the lgbtq community moves socially and economically the ncaa pulled tournament games from north carolina because of that and um and it's a beautiful thing to see and black folks need to take heed to the blueprint you know they need to follow that blueprint we need to follow that blueprint because i am in this group so this is our first real test and with the ncaa pulling these games uh from the from North Carolina, I was watching Outside the Lines, <clears throat> Outside the Lines on ESPN, and the mayor of, uh, uh, I forgot the city in uh, North Carolina, but she says it's going to be estimated that they will lose about, that the, the state will lose about $17 million in revenue from those games. And they're trying uh, badly to basically get the NCAA to come back uh, to get those games to come back because they have other events lined up and those are those and they're on the fence the contracts haven't been signed at all and they're going to lose even more millions of dollars over the next five years depending on you know if the ncaa comes back or not but this is a we really have to you know take heed and and start we got our social game is on point we do have a few coons out there who are getting paid but we need to get our economic game on point and this is a, a, a first test for us so any black person any person of color who has CenturyLink you really need to you know switch providers and let them know why you're changing you know call them up and just let them know hey you guys drop Brandon Marshall I'm dropping you you know if they try to hit you with a termination fee that's when you lawyer up just threaten a lawyer you know that's all you have to do you know try to escalate it you know go off on a supervisor go off on a floor manager whoever you know don't fall for the okie doke don't be slipped into some bullshit you know so they're letting you know where they stand and we have to let them know where we stand with our money so CenturyLink, you really have to hold this L and shout out to the NCAA for doing the right thing and, you know, taking their tournament games up out of uh, North Carolina. So salute to them. You win. Perfect. All right. Not all heroes wear capes. As you guys know, it's September 13th, uh, 2016, and it's been 20 years since uh, Tupac Shakur has died um we've been without him hip-hop has been without him black folks um pop culture um just everybody um you know he was very important to uh to hip-hop pop culture uh, and uh you know he, he's still greatly missed um there are a few weirdos on the internet um who slander Pac. Um, I've, I've never I've never come across so many people who slander Pac until it became cool on Twitter. Uh, just some weird, real fucking weirdos, just very odd people who slander him online. But uh, you know, you can't deny you know his greatness of what he brought to pop culture. You know, he molded a lot of these little niggas out here who are in the rap game, um, and uh, you know he, he meant a lot. You know, I don't have him in my my top five because Pac is above my top five he's something greater than that he was able to show uh how complex you know a person really is you know he would have one song like you know brenda's got a baby um then the next song would be hit him up you know he he covered every you know spectrum of human emotion in his songs you know and uh he just got caught up you know with the wrong crowd dealing with bum ass suge knight um and just being around just some dusty niggas you know i, I feel like that was it you know uh, death row really wanted to move like the mob but they didn't and um you know we saw what happened you know Pac lost his life you know big lost his i think something uh, sneaky was happening with big you know with his murder i feel like you know diddy really had something to do with that because i feel like diddy would throw his own mama under the bus to save his own life he just remind me of one of them type niggas um but yeah you know rest in peace to Pac, and um you know much love and respect you know to all of his fans worldwide and for everybody you know celebrating his life and not being sad over his death you know it would have been interesting to see you know where he would be right now you know um would he be a politician would he still be making music 
um, you know what he I, I think he will be a you know a great actor you know um, but yeah rest in peace Pac and uh, you know I've been bumping you know uh, some music all eyes on me you know that's my favorite album from him so I've been bumping that all day and uh, yeah it is what it is much love and respect to him and uh, to his fan base like I said before all right so last segment of the show health over wealth you know what i say without your health you can't enjoy your wealth so we're going to celebrate the life of Pac. and um you know this quote comes from him and you know i want everybody to basically just uh you know take it run with it do what the best do the best that you can and uh you know always give 100 percent. so many times um are 75 percent you know our 80 percent you know it looks like 100 percent to other people but we know we can go you know far beyond that so start giving that 150 percent 170 percent you know start going hard in the paint you know to follow your dreams too many times you know we give just enough to get by and people like oh you're working so hard but you're really not working hard at all because you know you can go 10 times harder and you're letting your star dim and you're cheating yourself so stop doing that so this uh, this pot quote is a uh, death is not the greatest loss in life. The greatest loss in it is what dies inside while still alive. So never surrender. All right. So never surrender. You know, quit being out here. Just surviving. Start thriving. So much love and respect to everybody out here. This is another about 45 minute show. Like I said, 15 minutes at work. Listen to that other 30 while you're on your lunch break. Or you know what? Fuck with me on a 45 minute lunch. You know, take a long lunch. You deserve it. Why not? Just let them know you was listening to Double and Do Rags and Boat Shoes. So much love and respect to everybody out there. And remember, fuck CenturyLink and everything that they stand for. And for my black folks and people of color working for CenturyLink, y'all need to hold a strike walk out or whatever if you got the service go ahead and cancel that shit so much love and respect to everybody out there i'll holler at y'all next week one there's a direct relationship between having the businesses and being in prison go find an eight because see how many asians you can find in american prisoners you ain't gonna be in there but 51% of your prison will be black because you don't blacks don't have any businesses and industries. There's a direct link. Blacks won't practice group economics. Black won't practice group politics. If you don't practice, you're setting yourself up. I told that five-story building, you setting yourself to get wiped out. Understand the nature of race, which is economics. If you if you build the first floor, it's economic. Build your businesses and your industries. Control buildings and industry and put that pools in your money. And hold that money. And as a, and practice group economics <clears throat> with it. Arab and Asian money bounces 12 or 13 times for at least. Jewish money bounces 18 times. Black folk got to learn how to practice group economics. Black Americans spend every penny they get outside their own community. Then you take the money and the wealth that you get from that first floor and go to the second floor. The second floor is politics. You then take that money on the first floor and you control your politics. Black folk must quit allowing people to tell them to go out and vote. Vote for what? Nobody's going to do anything for black folk in politics. Politics is controlled by money. Major corporations who got the money. That's what controls politics. If you have no money, you have no say-so, you have no benefits coming. So you take your money and you control and you take your money from the first floor, you buy every politician on the second floor. And any politician you can't buy, you rent or lease them to get what you need. Then once you get the second floor under control with the politician, with your money, then you go to the third floor. The third floor then is the police department and the court system. You take your money from the first floor and your politics on the second floor and you control the court system and the police departments. Then the fourth floor, you t- is the fourth floor that is media. You then take the money that you generate off the first floor from business and industries <clears throat> and you go after radio stations, TV stations, newspapers, and cable systems so that you can now inform and communicate with your own people. Right now, <clears throat> black folk only control less than 35 thousandths of 1% of the media in the United States. Out of 12,000 radio stations, black folk own about something like about 75, 80. That's all. You own no cable systems. You don't have a daily newspaper. You have nothing of importance. You don't, you got about one black TV station. And you, so you can't communicate with your people. You can't inform your people. 
you can't do anything. You can have Rush Limbaugh and all the rest of the guys talking about racism all day long and bad-mouthing you. And O'Reilly's, they can talk, call black folk, all kind of names all day long. What are you going to do? You can't respond. You can't even communicate with your own people because you, you don't have an economic base. 51% of all the prisoners in the United States are black people. You know, you know you only make up 12% of the population. That's no accident. It's because you don't control the economics and the politics. And they're going to go after the weakest people they can get their hands on to incarcerate them. That's the black folk. And what are you going to do in response to them when they, when they, when they over-incarcerate you? You're going to go out and have a march, a demonstration. We're going to march. March for what? Who cares? Marching, they never changed anything. When first came out of slavery, blacks, blacks were relatively successful because they understood the importance of one thing, and that, and that was to learn how to own and to control, get resources, because that was the whole purpose of slavery. Slavery was basically to maldistribute almost 100% of all this nation's wealth, resource, privileges, and controls all levels of government into the hands of the dominant white society. And it was very effective, it did an excellent job. And slavery, when slavery came into existence in the 1500s, it had a very specific purpose. Slavery was an economic issue, not a social issue. And so black folk learned that even as slaves, they might not have been well educated, but they weren't stupid. They figured out that he who owns and controls has the power. And so when slavery ended in the 1860s, about 1866, at that point in time, you had, they learned something else from the radical Republicans who came out and said that, you, that black people in America can only be two, two, one or two things. Either you're going to be slaves or you're going to be free. To be free, you must minimally, these blacks must minimally, five million, almost five million blacks minimally have 40 acres, a mule, and $100 given to them coming out of slavery if they're going to play this game. Because at that time in slavery, black folk were the primary generators of wealth on the earth. This country had invested over $8 billion just into slavery. That was more money than all the businesses and all levels of government put together. And, they, and, and black folk as slaves, they knew the importance of wealth and owning and controlled it. And they wanted that 40 acres and a mule and $100. And, uh, and Congressman Thaddeus Stevens, Charles Sumner, and Benjamin said that on the floor of the United States Congress in the 1865 Civil Rights Law. Give black folk 40 acres, a mule, and $100. And Andrew Johnson came, he became the president after Lincoln's assassination. He killed the bill. They came back again in 1866 again, say black folk have to have resources to be able to compete. And then later on, they converted that to the 14th Amendment in 1868. But in the meantime, black folk left slavery, not only controlling anything. Black folk left slavery after four or 500 years Penniless, poor, disorganized, no religion, no clothes, no food, no animals, no home, no land, no tools, no weapons, nothing. And white folks told them to go out there and compete. And unfortunately, our, our, our leadership didn't understand that. You cannot compete not owning anything. But a few blacks got the word. They said, what we got to do is try to get some of that land at 40 acres and a mule. As slavery was affirmative action. Slavery, slavery was affirmative action. Jim Crow segregation was affirmative action. It was rewarding those people who had certain kind of skin complexion. That's what it was for. Affirmative action was written to be corrective action. C-O-R-R-E-C-T-I-V-E, corrective. Corrective action for what? For something that the government has consistently done to impede, to exploit, to degrade, and to degenerate a specific group of people. That's what it was written for. It had nothing to do with, with gender, handicap, senior citizens, gays, midgets, humpbacks, just black people. That's the only people the government had systematically at all levels from the state, county, and federal level had gone out of their way to pass laws, slave codes, and see blacks couldn't get out of slave because of the federal government. The average black business can't even get the capital to present itself to the black population that the other people can get the capital to do. Now, one would ask the question, how can all these poor immigrants come to this country and have all this capital? If they had that capital, why did they leave home? And if they didn't have the capital when they left home, how are they getting this capital here when they have no credit records and they have no paper trail? And they have not, so who's capitalizing them? And I think if we begin to look at that question, we begin to get the, to the bottom of what's going on in the black community. See, and you cannot, you cannot, it's impossible in theory and practice to acquire wealth and power or to be economically competitive without a community. And right now in America, black folk do not have not one single solitary community in America. You cannot prosper. You cannot compete. It's going to be very difficult for black folk even to survive under the present circumstances because they don't have communities. All black folk got are neighborhoods. A neighborhood is like a bucket with a hole in it. A neighborhood is where you eat and sleep. 
a community is where you store your values, your history, your wealth, your power, your resources, your jobs, your tax base. Most of these neighborhoods have gotten so bad, so crime-ridden and run down and so dysfunctional that the neighbor has moved and all you got left is a hood. There's nothing left in them. We, we have a ranking order of acceptability in our society based on skin color going white, yellow, brown, black. It's in a descending color order, going from the whitest to the darkest. And the wealth is also distributed along the same lines. The whitest at the top got the wealth, power, and resources going down. It trickles down, all the way down. The power and resources go, as they go up and down, the further you go away from the white, the, the thinner it becomes, the weaker it becomes. And black folk are not that silly. <clears throat> they can say, consequently, if I want something, I'm gonna try to identify with anything as close to white as possible. And that's why you come up with this saying all the time about white ice is colder than black ice. They want to identify with it. But they never have to understand that rather than identifying with it, why don't you go acquire your own? Then you can have, then you can have, then your, your, your black ice would be just as cold as white ice. Black folk on an aggregated national disposable basis of, of, of collected income, they might, be the, they might be the ninth richest nation on earth. Right now, if I take all the black folks' money annually and aggregate it, they might be rich, they're richer than maybe Sweden, uh, Canada, India, Pakistan, a uh, whole bunch of countries, Thailand, folks most all put together. But the difference is, what, what, what I keep trying to tell blacks, it doesn't make any difference because it's, it's not aggregated. You aggregate something, you make, you strengthen exponentially the power of it by multiplying, the multiplying fact, factor, by putting them together and then piling it up, making it stronger. And, uh, and, but unfortunately, we, we are the only people that see, that don't want that occur. Because, you know why? Because traditionally, whites saw black folk aggregate as being a negative. And so, and we see everything through the eyes of whites. Typically, any time anything that exceeds more than 6% of something that's black, that whites are in charge of it, and you get more than 6%, that sets off alarm in the white society. If right now, if I move into a neighborhood, and, I get, and, I, and, I, and I'm the only black, Whites will accept the one, one black, the two blacks. But the minute you start getting up further than that, they go on alert. So by the time you hit six, you know what happened then? They started putting their houses up for sale. If I go, if I, if, if I have, if I go in an organization, I got one black in that organization, and it's all white organization, they'll accept the one black or two blacks. But the more blacks you come in trying to integrate, that becomes a threat to the dominant society. And they would, they would either, they'll either move out of that organization, move out of that neighborhood, or even go to the school and take their kids out of school. And, and where are they gonna move? They're not gonna move to a more integrated society. They're gonna move back with their own people. When a white person takes his kid out of a, out of a school, out of an integrated school, he's not gonna go and, go and try to find another integrated school. He's gonna take his, he's gonna take his kid to a segregated academy, a charter school, or an all-white suburb.